This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Still two days away from the Stanley Cup Final, and what a day in the National Hockey League. Off the ice, Brad Tree Living officially introduced as the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Kyle Dubas introduced as the president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins. How hot is that ticket next year between Pittsburgh and Toronto? Let's welcome in Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Jennifer Rolnick, and of course, sitting in for Derek Brandale, Austin Mackey. What do we do here, boys? Look for tickets now. (laughs) Here's what I'll say, you know. It'll be a pretty emotional return to Toronto for Justin Hall and Michael Bunting, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Long videos. Yeah, yeah. GMs, co-GMs, yeah. Pritam and Spezza will have a lot to say with the on-ice they'll product. Ha- yeah, they'll just have a, a montage of Justin Hall taking a beating behind his own net <laughs> and getting the puck off the glass and out. We're going to dive into both storylines uh, in the next hour. Uh not sure if anyone's heard, but Brad Tree Living, the newest general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, will be joining us in about 30 minutes. That's really cool. That's awesome. First day on the job. He's coming on the show. Uh, one better than Dupas there, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> we, For sure. I thought we had Dupas on one time, like in the first, Maybe. first year or something. Maybe. Like early. We are live on our YouTube channel and Sportsnet now. We will be coming up... Uh, Uh, After the ball game on Sportsnet 590, the fan, and of course, continue to download us on iTunes and Spotify at your convenience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thoughts, guys, overall thoughts on the presentation today between Brendan Shanahan and Brad Tree Living. Let's go to you, JB, first. Yeah, just, you know, taking it from the top of the CN Tower view. I thought it was a a good introductory press conference, right? Said all the right things. Uh, You yesterday said you didn't want to hear him. You know, how could he know yet without talking to people and assessing a little bit? And he mentioned similar things to that, right? That he didn't really commit in any direction, but that... You know, he mentioned a few things that he likes to see in a team. He likes that the team uh, the team checks. He he seemed to have a priority list in order of things that need to get done here, which is good. I, I thought it was a good way to start. He looked a little like me uh, in that sort of scenario, would a little bit red and sweaty. You know, that's a big moment. But, hey, I, I can't blame the guy. I thought he did a great job. Sammy, you were always a little lukewarm with, with the talk of a potential uh, tree living. Yeah. Signing here, feeling any differently after listening to him today? You know, I've heard him talk a lot over the past few years. You know, like he does a lot of radio stuff. Like you see him in press conferences. He's really affable, good with the media. He's cracked a few jokes that maybe the media laughed a little bit too hard at, I thought, maybe. But uh, we'll go past that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just, I kind of felt an instant, uh, I wouldn't say connection's the right word, but at least a trust in him. Like he just doesn't seem... Like he's going to come in here and make sweeping big moves for the sake of it. Like he seems like a calculated guy. He's well-spoken. He seems well-connected within the industry. Like he said, he had a relationship with Pridham, has a close relationship with Austin Matthews' agent. Like just, he seems like a guy that a lot of people like and respect, which to me could be something a little bit new. Like, you know, the the, the perception of Dubas around the league may be a little bit different than the perception of, of Treliving. Like, I just felt trusting in him. It was not a sexy press conference by any stretch of the imagination. Felt like a little bit more of the same in a way, but I was okay with it. Yeah, I, and for obvious reasons too, because like 
there isn't there isn't a chance that they're going to come out and make some bold statements, right? It's just about right. getting. Mitch is gone. It's like, just whoa. it's just about getting through the day. Right, right, right. And uh, you know the one thing that I the first feeling I got out of the press conference was watching actually Brendan Shanahan. Yeah. And I thought his energy was a little down. I did too. And I really think I that, that it, I'm, yeah. I, I, I it, listen, he's a hall of famer. He's a Stanley cup champion. This guy's done it all internationally, right? Yeah. With there's Canada. no questioning his resume. I just found him for the first time a little bit. I don't want to say the word down, but I really think like the last week, week and a half, took a lot out of him. Yeah, it's and been I, a fight. I, I, f- I found his body language a little bit down today based on the experience that he just went through with yeah. Kyle Dubas. Did you pick up on that at all? Yeah, I did. You know, and part of that, you know, the last two times the front office of the Toronto Maple Leafs have gone up to speak, it hasn't been great, right? Like Dubas said the things he said that maybe ended his tenure in Toronto and then Shanahan went up and did the blow by blow that felt a little bit, you know, I don't even call it high school gossipy or something that wasn't well received. So maybe this is like, all right, let's go do this again. And it does feel like you're not up there in a triumphant thing. It's like we had to do something because plan A didn't work out. So maybe they didn't feel like, you know, an, an announcing an accomplishment as much as I thought tree living is a great hire and whatever. It, it didn't feel like that. We're going to, I want to play a couple of clips uh, or at least one anyways, before we get to, uh, Brad Tree living live, which kind of feels a little weird because why are you going to a clip if you're going to talk (laughs) to him in 30 seconds? But I I think I think the clip could help us maybe uh, steer the questioning uh, in in the right direction. But before I get to his clip, I want to ask you guys, because the first thing I thought of when I saw it on social media that Kyle Dubas was going to be, uh, or they officially announced him on on social media that he was the president of hockey operations. Was uh, you got that in before the leave press conference at eleven, <laughs> didn't you? You know, I, I sat down today at my desk, and Sam goes, uh, "You know, if I may, could you, you just want to say what you said?" Yeah, or, said just so petty, very petty. You know, that, that's what he thought. But I, I, said, me, I don't tells see me a lot. Of, tells me a lot. Honestly, and, like you know, the way that this last I, I don't two, agree with him. The last the way the last three weeks have played out has really told me a lot about Kyle Dubas. And the fact that he would do this today before that, it was like, yeah, I'm, so fe- it, I'm feeling okay about him it, being gone. It got addressed in the media, right? They did ask him. I think it was one of the last questions. Yeah. They asked Brendan. And Brendan took the high road. Yeah. Hey, they're just trying to – they're no different than us. They just want to get going. They want to – They got work to they do, They got too. work to do. Like three hours? Like you want to get ahead of the work in three hours? Yeah. You couldn't wait – like even to announce it at any time after eleven, but uh, I found it petty too, Sammy. I don't think Thank so. You, I no. Listen, they, this is all happening on a tight timeline, and they do have work to do. And I think the second you go, well, we can't announce our, our announce our news because the Toronto Maple Leafs has a press conference. What are you doing? Just stay in your own lane here. If if it's time to announce the news, it's time to announce the news. Don't yeah, worry tell, about tell that. Tell Gary Bettman that uh, during the Stanley Cup final. What does that mean? Well, it means that you're you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to suck energy away from uh, certain storylines that are on a big stage. And I'm not saying that the Toronto Maple Leafs own any stage, but you don't have to hog it if you don't have to. 
So is this a comment about the Leafs or about Dubas? About Pittsburgh Penguins. Because the Leafs are doing the same thing. They announced a massive hire on the but, same but day. They, but, they, but they announced that they had a, an 11 o'clock press conference yesterday. Pittsburgh didn't announce anything until an hour before the Leafs' 11 a.m. that you knew that was half coming. An, half an hour. This tells half me, an hour. This tells me something about you two and the way you two think and operate yes. more than it well, does. We're petty, be, too. There might be something to that, pal. Okay. I just, I didn't like it. No, I, All right. I didn't I, like it. I was, I'll allow it. I got off the ice this morning, and I looked at my phone, and I, and I actually said, really? Yeah, I did, yeah. Really? Thank you. Yeah. That's what my that was my in, my initial reaction. Okay, so, there you go. Lots of talk today about priorities mm-hmm. with uh, Brad Tree Living, who once again I'll remind everybody in about twelve minutes uh, or no, I'm sorry, two thirty. Yeah, my apologize, uh, my apology, uh, twelve thirty Eastern time here. Uh, but uh, let's let's go to uh, where he has uh, a wish list, I guess, right now on on things he needs to focus. Number one, I got to get out and see Austin. Number two is I got to. We've got to, number one A is is the other contractual issues. We got a coach that we've we we've, we've, we've got to get some clarity and, and meet with. So, you know, I don't I don't by by saying one's more important than the other, you're you're downgrading everything. But there's a lot to do, and uh, the clock is ticking, as they say. Clock is ticking, but uh, he could not get out fast enough. Austin Matthews, mm-hmm. and and as, I, I as a Leaf fan exactly what I want to hear. And I, uh, someone in here wrote about that today. I did. My article today for the Toronto Star was focusing on Austin Matthews. And I wrote an article last week that I said, listen, uh, for me, I, I, I try to focus on the oldest out of the core four uh, and Tavares's contract. Is there any way I could find a way to uh, lose $11 million next year? But right from the get-go, and I think... Uh, Brad Tree Living kind of put the stamp on it here. The mandate is simple, either from Brendan Shanahan or the board, is that we need to know what is going on with Austin Matthews. Yeah. And that, you know, you you wrote about that as the priority, and I agree that it is. I think that's pretty clear here as July 1st comes up that this is something that they need to have answers on because of Kachuk and Goudreau and Tavares and how – it can affect your franchise losing guys for nothing. So I, yeah, they, they need to know he is aware of that. That stood out to you for some reason though, like in a way or just noteworthy that he is aware of. I think they're really nervous. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think there's some Pardon? people I, 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 I would imagine that their conversations behind closed doors aren't any different than ours. One guy's going, Oh, he's not going anywhere. And there'll be another one that says, I'm really nervous he's leaving. Oh. Hold on now. So you're talking about like were Matthews to conceivably leave. You're saying there'd be an, like another player on the team? What are you saying? Sorry, I'm I, I'm saying from uh, a managerial yeah. positioning, yeah. either Brendan, Brad, someone at the board, yeah. this is their utmost number one priority because – they're nervous yeah, yeah, about yeah, I the get possibility of Austin not resigning yeah. and possibly staring down Brad Tree Living's second time in under 12 months of having to trade a superstar. Yeah, sure. I mean, and that's, but that hasn't changed 
from yesterday or the day before or the day before that. You know, that has been the concern, right? Like in taking this job, he knew that was the concern. And so it is, as you mentioned, priority number one. He actually, the fact that he said getting out to see Austin isn't calling Austin. You know, like that to me sounds like a guy who's going to get on a plane and yes. fly to the he's Southwest. Pull, he's pulling a Babs. No, no, he's 100%. A hundred percent. And I'm surprised that he actually made it here first. I thought he would have just gone straight to Arizona. Quicker flight from Calgary, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, that you know, that's, yep, that that is a priority, obviously. So we are now June 1st. Mm-hmm. How much time does he have, guys, to figure it out? How much time do you need to trade, you know, one of the biggest trade ships? You know, Bill Simmons for years did the trade value. I forget yeah. what the list trade were called. Value. It's just like a trade value list. Yeah. And, like, who in the NHL, like, obviously Connor, uh, number one trade value guy, great contract, all you know, best player in the world. Matthews is a top five guy in the league well, in terms of trade value. I think I think he would be lower down because of the contract in this like you well, know he he out earns it by a good distance but the fact that you need to resign one, him one is, year left yeah. on it and like if you're a certain type of team yeah. like if you're columbus and you trade for him you're probably not going to get him on an eight-year term right right like it, it would be incredibly complex yes so in saying that brad would need as much time as possible yeah i, I, I was going I, to that he needs a week he i needs wrote 10 days i wrote uh he didn't really uh, get the answer out of Matthew Kachuk until uh, mid-July last year. Mid-July, and it was supposed right? to be done. Well, there was no deadline for that to be done, though, right? He there was done no that deadline yeah. to be done. Yeah. There was no uh, no-move con- uh, clause kicking in. Yeah. So this one's much differently, that he is up against the clock. If if he values that, that's an incredible uh, chip that Judd Austin's agent and and Austin can use in dictating a, a potential trade if he doesn't yeah. want to resign. Well, and I know the thing that can't happen. I said this yesterday: is Bradtree Living cannot take this job, not get Austin signed on July first, and then just lose him. You can't. You can't. That can't be the first thing that happens when you're here. You talk about you know we can and we will that uh, Duba said about the other guys. He can't do that, or it's just kind of the end of his tenure before it begins. So he needs to get that commitment from Matthews that they want it to happen. And to your point about how that does give Judd and Austin some leverage, I hope we're at the point in Austin's career, the guy just made $55 million at 25 years old or whatever over his last deal, where it's not just about, I know, I see the smile, how do I get every dollar conceivable but how do I put my team in a position while putting myself in a good position too? Yeah. And to me, it's that 12.6 number. It's give me McKinnon plus, you know, maybe it's 13, whatever. But if he's, if he wants 14, six, I think you let him go. You can't, uh, I know. Uh, I don't think so. No, you no disagree. You I mean, him. you pay him 14, you yes. pay him 20% of the salary. Yeah, cap? I do. No. I do. I do. Can't you do can't like he's, he's not, not per, he's not perfect. I understand his flaws, but like and you're talking from a probably a different perspective than I am. But Leaf fans have waited their entire life for a guy like this, for a guy that's just like you can't let him walk over. Like if he doesn't want to be here, yeah, fine. 
you got the you do you trade him. He doesn't want to sign long term here. I get that. But if it's like heart like, you know, you're driving a hard bargain on Austin Matthews, no, no but, chance. But you can here's let that the problem, happen. Sam. If he's a guy that would do that to the Leafs, you have to consider if you want him. In, in the way that's like you know, Matthews or McDavid didn't get every nickel he could, but he sure could have. And McKinnon probably could have done that too. You know, and you have to assess if this is a guy who's prioritizing that. And I don't think he will. Cause I think he would know that would come with, you know, a lot of pressure and booing and yada, yada. I just from my observation, I would tend to think that, uh, the, the true decision makers here, the board of MLSE would be leaning towards Sammy's philosophy that if even if we have to overpay a little bit, well, yeah, I'm we fine with need this guy yeah. to move forward. He is an attraction. He's an MVP. He, can, he has the ability to score 60 goals. Yeah. We're not losing him. We want to continue to charge $300 a ticket. We're not doing it without Austin Matthews. Well, then it can be 13 if, if you like, or 13 yeah. and a half, but you can't, just can't go to the app. Listen, I agree uh, uh, from a hockey perspective yeah. that you are right. And this is what's going to make this thing so fascinating. Yeah. Because if there is a sense that you think you've got MLSE over a barrel here and you suck too many dollars out, You've already experienced that a little bit. You have. And Austin didn't take the beating that Mitch Marner took over the years. We know that. Not at all. Okay. Mitch was the whipping boy for overpayment at 10-9. And even on his record-setting point production in Leaf history, there's still a lot of people saying he ain't worth 10-9 today. Mm -hmm. So if Matthews comes in and takes too much and it affects the team, and they're not off to a great start, he is going to get hammered one way or the other. And I think his agent would know that. You know, like, I think he would know that. And so if the money is most important to him, this is a bad place to ask for every nickel. If you want to go somewhere else and go get every penny of someone's salary cap, I think you're a lot better off doing it somewhere else. I don't think he'll do that to himself. But if he does, you're right. It's it's a possibility. It's like, just because you can, will you? is a conversation he'll have to have with him. So here's what I think will happen. If he doesn't take the max dollar amount, he's going to want other things. And those other things are going to include shorter term. He's going to want another chance to get paid maybe in three years. Which I think at, at this point, Brad or MLSE would just, we've got, okay. a, we've got a window here. If it's <laughs> yeah. three years, it's three years. Yeah. If it's two years, it's two years. At Ooh. least we get two. Uh. <laughs> Hey, two years or or two years does or he doesn't sign and we lose him for nothing, yeah. Sam. Yeah, I know you. You do too. <laughs> two it is. You do too, <laughs> sir. You do too. Two good, sir. He's got you by the short ones. But yes. it can't be two and fourteen point six or whatever twenty percent of the cap is going to be. It can't be both. You know, last time everyone got everything. It can't be everything. You can't give twenty percent and you know have risk losing the guy again. So, but I mean, if you ask yourself, how many teams around the league, if they had the ability to give Austin Matthews the max contract, would do it? Ah, uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a good question. I get your point that pretty much everyone right could would. Uh, Columbus. No, if they had the cap space in a vacuum, if these teams were like, we we are able to sign Austin Matthews, I bet you there's thirty two teams that would give him the max contract. 
He's a top five. Yeah, player. If he's I, just I, a UFA, he gets 14-something hey, times seven. I would have said after his MVP year, yes. After this year, I'm not so sure. Yeah. I'm not. I think this like year. Like he had a, I'm not going to say he had a horrible year. You don't score 40 goals and say you had a horrible year, but he, he dropped this year. Yeah, he did. And significantly from the point of view where a, a, two years ago, we were talking about him being so special in the Connor McDavid yeah. zone. It's like the same thing with like Vladdy Guerrero Jr. in Toronto. People are going, maybe he's not Aaron Judge. Maybe he's the 15th best hitter. You know, like sometimes you have to have a fair assessment of what someone is. I don't think we know with Matthews. I also don't think we should use the whole show on, on Matthews. One more for me. And, and no, I, mean, I'm gonna... well, I mean, the general manager said in the press conference today is the number one priority. Yes. It so is. I think it's, 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 it's the whole about. thing. It's the whole thing because this is where you know it's the whole thing because you cannot talk about Marner. You can't talk about signing Nylander until you know what is going on with your core one. Yeah. Okay, so what did you make of the person who makes the decisions on the bench, his comments on Sheldon Keefe? Um, assuming you're good to turn the page on that to Keefe. Yeah, sure. One, one more uh, one yeah, more on, okay. on Austin. Okay. Okay? And I, I'm going to ask. Uh, no, let's have I'll, it. I'll ask Brad, too, when we get to him in about uh, 10 minutes. Is um, well, What is ample time for Brad to figure out if, if um, Austin wants to... Um, What's the term? Poop or get off the pot? Well, I said earlier in this show, like 10 minutes ago, I think it's like 10 days. What? You need 10 days. What? It just sounds fun. like I'm just a child. Poop. Is just, it sounds way funnier. I got two more. kids that think it's hilarious <laughs> at home. I don't hey, need it here, too. I got people in the back office saying, hey, as long as you didn't use the other word, <laughs> uh, we're fine. So uh, how long, a, a company -wide how long does Austin um, get uh, to, to say, Yes, this is workable, and we can we can get through this. Yeah, you need time to make thirty-one phone calls that are twenty minutes apiece. No, 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 no. Thirty-one phone calls. This is uh, Brad and Austin looking each other in the yeah, eye. I know, and, and I'm coming completely I'm honest. How much time does Austin have to give Brad to to call it fair? How much time is fair to give yes. the GM? It's got to yeah. be ten days, two weeks. Okay, I'd probably say yeah. I think you're in the ballpark. Yeah. Two weeks. So two so, weeks. So I, need, us... I need an answer. I need figures. I need, I need a eight-year ask. Yeah. I need a, a seven-year ask, a six, and go all the way down to one year. Yeah. Give me your wish list, and then let's see where we go. Yeah. But if I give, if I get it to you, then we got the basis for a a done deal. Yes. And oh. you think two weeks is enough? After that, if you don't get a definitive. Uh, he, uh, uh, Matthew Kachuk yeah. answer that I'm going somewhere else, then all bets are off. You have to assume that other parties need to make parts move to accommodate Austin Matthews. So if he gives you five days and you say, hey, Yarmo, random team, you know, whatever, like this guy's available. Are you interested? These guys need time to go. Yeah, but I got to move. I need time too. It's It's not... 31 other teams. No, it's you got to understand 12. that uh, like Austin, but it, but uh, Austin comes and a lot Judd more are going to go Austin. to Brad and say, hey, listen, you can go talk to Columbus all you want. We ain't resigning there. And if Columbus wants him that badly, they're going to get him for free in 12 months. They're not giving up a boatload here. Yeah, okay. Right? So 
how many teams are out there that Austin would say, I'd re-sign there. That's, now you're only talking about a handful. So you think that any potential trade partner would have to be a, you know he's re-signing trade partner? I'm not even entering the conversation if I'm Columbus, if he tells me he's yeah. not re-signing. So, yeah, you have to so know. it's not open. It's not. It's it's a five-team list at that point. You think there, there might be even three. I think a lot of teams make make room. Okay. You know, Fair if enough. it's Matthews. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I'll I'll give you that. And to that point, they need ample time. Yeah. But this is this is where Austin is completely in the driver's seat. Yeah. And so to me, this is quite a reflection of his priorities coming up. All right. In six minutes, Fred Tree Living will sort this all out for us and tell us we're we're, we're full of crap. Yeah, lots of places. I'm sure. All right. So, uh, Sheldon Keefe. Yes. Uh, yeah, I th- interesting to me when asked about his priorities that the coach came up a couple of times in similar vein behind Matthews, but still was the next thing on the list. And I think a lot of us had been like, who's he going to trade from the big four? That didn't seem to be something he was even thinking about compared to sorting out what to do with the coach. And I thought he left it fairly open-ended that, you know, he was impressed with Sheldon, the team checks, uh, they don't know each other. They're going to have conversations and see if they work together. What did you take away from his thoughts on Keith? Yeah, my my feeling is that uh, you know, and I think Elliot uh, talked about this the other day that uh, there there is a sense that it's leaning towards Sheldon coming back, hmm. and let's if we went back a year ago, we're talking about uh, off the top of my head, Bruce Cassidy being available, yeah. Pete DeBoer being available, yeah. Paul Maurice being uh, made available. If if you look at down the list right now, I mean, Laviolette for sure is out there with the experience and we had a great conversation with uh, I bet you people him. are not signing with other teams like Laviolette and the Rangers till they get a chance to talk but, to Toronto. But uh, I think that if they don't feel like it's really in our direction moving forward, then you keep Sheldon. And it's yeah. not... It's not because you've loved Sheldon so much. It's because you're not ready to make a commitment somewhere else just yet. And what happens with others still under contract? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you, you revisit it at Christmas if you need to. Yeah, but you. So they would have to re-sign him. One hundred percent. And I wrote this uh, today in my article as well that if you bring Sheldon back, this is not a Kyle Dubis playing out your option no no but would sheldon keith even sign a one-year deal yes yeah you would for yes sure. you're right absolutely <laughs> you're not turning down another offer yeah. at two million dollars a year two three two and a half yeah i don't know whatever uh, whatever no salary cap right <laughs> you're not turning down right. another year of security yeah and yeah. if he gets to a conference final he's doubling his salary on a four-year deal this yeah. time next year. Right. Yeah. And he mentioned the Hartley comparison that when he came to Calgary, Bob Hartley was the coach, didn't know him. Hartley won coach of the year that first season. He then extended Hartley at that point. Like he has a history of coming in and kind of waiting to see how that well, plays out. The one thing that I really took away from what he said about Keith, what he said about the players and like that, he's a pretty personal guy in terms of like yeah, good getting point. to know people. And shoulder like, to shoulder, he said a couple yeah, times. Mentioned that he's, you know, a lot of people maybe up in the office. I'm more down managing the people. Like, I think personal relationships and knowing people and trusting people are pretty important to him. So, like, he probably hasn't had a lot of chance to talk to Keith. But I, I also wouldn't say what he said was a glowing 
endorsement. Well, like, I, I wouldn't uh, say, how, uh, how, yeah. how can it be? Yeah. He doesn't know him. I yeah. think he admitted in his press conference that I'm not, they've crossed paths, but they don't. They've never really. They don't really know each other. One of the phrases that makes Sammy's point more salient, I think, is he said, "We'll have our conversations, then we'll come to a conclusion." Yeah, which is like we don't know. 50-50 on this. We'll see. We're so, all big boys here, is yeah. what he said. Yeah. So that one is still yeah. very much in the balance. I did come away from it, and I hate to, you know, you know, he's coming on in a minute, but I did come away from the presser feeling like he wasn't gonna trade anyone outside of the Matthews thing. I don't again, I don't even think that you can trade like when you talk about trading, what are we talking about? Marner like, or Willie. Then you're only talking about core four trade yes i am there's no one else in the team kept they got 10 ufas there's exactly. five so, guys in our contract but, but you can't again <laughs> that's a lie by the way you you only think about trading or signing willie if you know what's up with austin right you need to answer that question first that is the first domino so even if austin says to him hey looking forward to getting to know you better See how this works yeah. out. We'll check our dynamic as we head into the season. If you're Brad Tree living, you got to go. Not good enough. You know, love you. It's June 20th. That's just, we can't do that. We can't do if, that for you. If so. I need to go $14 million a year, I got to say goodbye to Willie. Yeah. If you want to go 12-5. And, and you got to tell Austin that too. If you go 12-5, maybe there's a chance. Yeah. But... I can't go another million and a half, two million dollars on you on a long-term deal when a, I got a flat cap. I can tell you what else, though. If I'm Austin, I'm not doing 12 and a half times eight or something. Connor signed that four years ago. The cap yeah. is about to jump up four yeah. million. You know, it's supposed to go up a lot over the next few years. So if you're, you want me on that number, you can add me on that number for a few years. And that's where it just gets so tricky. All right, I got the contract. It's three years, 40 million. You get 13 Point three 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 three. Yeah, three years. I, I you get don't to redo know. this again. Yeah, and again, um, it it only depends on like it's all math now, right? It's all analytical kind of stuff where you're like, okay, Austin, here's the chart, here's the pie yeah. chart. Yeah. Okay, here's your slice, and look at your wingers. Yeah. And look, oh, here's a little. You see that sliver there? That's, it's an eight-point font. That uh, yeah. Do you see that 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 slight sliver of pie that you would never look at and say um, in a restaurant that's acceptable? Yeah. For a dessert, that's your goalie. Right. So, less for you, bigger piece for your goalie. Yeah. And what happens there is, he gets better. The fatter the piece. Yeah. And realistically, you get better, right? If that piece is fatter and you guys win more, it's better for you. You'll make more money becoming a legend in Toronto, you know, actually winning something than making an extra mil a year. He's been six, he's been here six years. Brad's been here for five minutes. If Brad needs to explain that to him, there's an issue here. You're right, you're right. Okay, let's welcome in the newest general manager, the 18th in Leaf history, uh, Brad Tree Living. Uh, Tree, first of all, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it, and congratulations. And uh, have you had a chance to catch your breath? Well, first of all, thanks, Kipper. Thanks for having me on, Justin. Um, it's been uh, – <laughs> we've been on the treadmill pretty good here today, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's to be expected. But 
it's exciting. Um, it's an exciting day. I know you hear it a lot. You guys are in the market a lot, but um, this is, I think it's a, it's a special job. It's a special team. It's a special spot. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 been exciting, but we're we're ready to go. All right, listen, I, I'm going to apologize for whatever we say in the next year because uh, th- this show will probably be one of your worst nightmares. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it I, it's, I'm it's, already it's, starting to twitch. I'm starting to twitch. <laughs> it, it sounded in the press conference today that you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Uh, you know what, Kipper? I think you you, you work in Canada. I'll put it this way: like, I remember I remember going to um, working in Arizona. And when I interviewed in, in Calgary, you know, we're all, we're all young and dumb and we're still dumb, but a little older now, but he, you know, you think you have all the answers. I, I, I know, I know what I'm looking for. I, 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 you know, I've never worked in Canada, but I, I know what it's all about, but it's like anything else until you put the shoes on and you lived it, it you don't know. So, um, listen, I, I, I enjoyed the time in Calgary. I know, you know, it's Canada, it's the spotlight and this is no disrespect anywhere, but, this is different. It's bigger. It's brighter. It's, it's, it's more eyes. It's, and I get it. Um, you know, I always think until you, until you've, until you've, until you've done it, you haven't done it. I, I have a, I have an anticipation and expectation that I think I know what it's about, but, um, you know, until, until you've done it, you haven't, but I I'm going in with my eyes wide open. Well, uh, congratulations from me as well, Brad. It's uh, you know exciting day for you and your family for sure, and appreciate you joining us. Um, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on you know as an outsider coming into the Leafs now. You know, do you see the Leafs as cup contenders? Where have you seen them? You know, as someone on the outside about to take over the role, making the decisions. Well, in the last couple of years, for sure. I'm, I'm you know going into the playoffs this year. I thought you know they're 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 in that group of teams. You know, the way the league is right now, so if you really break down the teams, and Kipper, you go back to when you played. I know I know that we're dating ourselves here, and that's a long time ago, but, uh, um, you know, you go into the playoffs, and there's probably back in those days, there's, you know, everybody gives it the company line that we got a chance, and, you know, we're going to this, that, and the other. I mean, at the end of the day, there's four or five teams that probably are going to win, the, you know, are going to win it. You know, to this year when you go into, you know, just – See when the 16 teams started to play. You can make a case that anybody could win the cup. Now, you don't build your team just to say, you know, I want a chance to be one of the 16, and, and if the moon and the stars align, uh, we have a chance. But there is some randomness. There is some luck. There is some some of those things in our game. But at the end of the day, going into the last couple of years, I put I put the Leafs into a, into a, you know, whatever that group is. Call it five. Call it six. Call it seven teams that, in my mind, were were legitimate legitimate cup teams. Now there's, that doesn't mean they're perfect teams. That doesn't mean they don't have holes. That doesn't mean, you know, you, you go through the 82 game marathon. You need to, you need a whole bunch of stuff, luck and health and, 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 you know, top players to be top players and surprises and all those types of things and goaltending. But I look at that. I would, it's a long way of answering Justin. Yeah. I, I put it, I, I, they're an elite team. Now, as we sit here today on whatever day it is, June close, if not June 1, but close to it, you know, there's some question marks in terms of UFAs, um, you know, people that are contracted or not contracted for next year. So, um, but that, that group of players, that core group of players and where this team finished off, I, it, it's a really good team, but there's areas that we got to address.
Today you talked about being on the clock. Uh, there's no question that uh, Leaf Nation will not rest until Austin Matthews has a, a new contract. You mentioned today getting out and seeing Austin. Uh, is that is that ticket uh, uh, booked uh, for tonight? <laughs> we're working on it. That's going to be under the. We're working on it. Um, he listen. He's a. There's a lot. <laughs> I hate when I say you know this is a priority. That's a priority because it makes other things or other people think that they're not and and that's not the case but let's you know let's let's just be let's just be frank you know austin's at the top of the list here um you know we we've got to go out and there's there's a process that you have to go through it it's not walking in and and you know jumping into a you know a negotiation it's it's to me you have to get to know people we've gone through a change here in terms of the manager position um you know a player is going to have questions um, but more than anything else, they, they, they want to know. They want to know who they're working with. They want to know who, you know, what what the thought is, what kind of person they are, and that, you know. So as much as it's me getting to know Austin, it's it's Austin getting known, getting comfortable with myself. Um, and yeah, we know what the, the clock is. We're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and say, okay, we're we're going tomorrow, and we're, we we need an answer by Tuesday. You know, this is this is a process, um, and at the end of the day. He's, he's contracted for next year. Uh, we understand uh, fully in terms of how that contract works and, and trade protection and all those marvelous things and when they kick in, but we're just, we're going to just, we're going to, we're going to chew on the elephant one bite at a time here. And uh, number one is to go out there, visit with them, um, spend some time and, and, and get to know each other. We're talking to Brad tree living Toronto Maple Leafs newest general manager, uh, Brad. It was 11 months ago, you went through two scenarios with Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. One, you kind of, you could read the tea leaves where Johnny Gaudreau's situation might have been heading. And then Matthew's Kachuk really comes out out of left field for a lot of people that saw the process sped up here. Can you draw from those two experiences to help you manage Austin Matthews' situation this time now? A hundred percent. And what I, what I mean by that Kipper is, you know, I said it today and maybe, maybe wasn't, you know, I thought about it after maybe it wasn't too clear. Anything that we go through, you guys in, in your jobs there, any, any, anything you go through is an experience and you learn from it. Right. And, and you may do the same thing next time. You may do something different, but you've been through it. Right. And, and it's like a team going through, we hear it all the team, the team's, Teams learning lessons. They're getting experience. Well, there's only it's only an experience. I always say if you learn something from it and, and apply it. Now, that is not, and I repeat, that is not to say that um, you know uh, because because something happened with those players there that we've got to do something completely different here, right? So the the analogy is, you know, I I trade, you know, we traded for this player and it didn't work out. So we'll never trade for another player again. We learned our experience. No, 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 no. You learn through that process of how it went. Um, I think, you know, it's certainly in Matthew's case, it was a little unique. Um, I'm very, you know, I'm very close to the player. I said all along, I said at the time, I, I repeated it again today. I didn't want to trade Matthew Kachuk. Like I know, you know, we're, we're watching in Florida, the Jesus, you know, what, uh, who's the genius that decided that they wanted to all of a sudden make a 25 year old player expendable. That that's not the case. Matthew, Matthew made a decision. We had to react on the decision. Um, we looked and, and, and made an organization organizational decision internally that, you know, where our team was at and, and, 
And in that case, quite frankly, and this is not to make excuses, I felt like I was holding a, a two and a three at the park card table playing against everybody with pocket kings here. Um, there was a select, select number of teams involved. They knew the process. They knew the situation. We felt we wanted to look at a, an, an opportunity that keeps our team in the competitive window. And I, what I would say is I've got, I, I love Matthew. I think he's a phenomenal player. Um, you know, but this story, is, that's chapter one of it. The players that came from Florida to Calgary are good players. Um, you know, I know we'll, we'll see how this thing all plays itself out, but you certainly learn from the experience. Um, it's not to say you're going to do something completely different the next time, but you're, you're more equipped your second time around. Brad, when you look at this Leafs roster, and I know it's, it's only natural for people to look at a team and say, God, if they just had a little bit of this or a little bit of that, it might make all the difference for them. Is there a direction you'd like to give the, the Leafs a, a bump in, uh, in terms of stylistic play? You know what, Justin, we're going to look at that. I think it's a little early. I, I've always said, you know, there's an outside lens and an inside lens. Um, I certainly have, I certainly have some views. Now, so, so you, you look at those views and you say, listen, we've got, we've got a tremendous amount of skill. And, and as much as we can get frustrated and say, well, you know, gosh darn, it didn't work. Um, getting top players is the hardest thing to do in this game, right? Yeah. You can, you can, you know, so, so we can all sit here and say, well, gee, something's got to change. Something's got to change. You always look at it. And, 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 and you're trying to make yourself better, but, 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 but be very, very careful to say, you know, we're going to take we're going to take good players and just and move them out of town because it's going to be different. Um, you know, different isn't necessarily better. So I look at our team. You know, as we sit here today, we've got lots of skill. I think there's lots of talent. You know, you know how do we how do we you know can we look at our depth? Can we look at you know is there things to augment our team to how we look at it? How do we approach different situations? Can we have a team that can handle anything that's thrown at us? I feel in the playoffs you got to be able to play in a number of different ways. And be able to engage, and not just accept, but 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 you know, be proactive and putting your game against an opponent, and be able to handle different styles of play. And uh, you know, can you know, do we look do we look at our defense, and is there is there ways that we can augment that? So, I think I think we got to get behind the curtain a little bit, get to know the individuals, get to know you know what our staff thinks here. Um, but but what excites me is in a lot of ways, just look where these players were picked. Um, it's hard to get good players. It's hard to get top talent. And now you have to find a way to, to, to support it um, while, while, while looking at the entire roster and say, okay, here's where we are. What, how, how, can we, how can we push this thing forward? The one thing uh, over the last few years, Brad, and I know we've got to let you go here soon, but you know, have you watched enough of the Leafs from afar to say, guys, you're just not tough enough in the playoffs. Look at the two finalists here uh, in Vegas and uh, Florida, and it's, they, they pound teams, they're physical, and it just seems that, that one element uh, has not been there over the last few years. And, you know, can, can you, regardless of what happens with your salary cap, can you just find more people that kind of play like a Kachuk and a Bennett or some of the heavier players on yeah. Vegas? It's easier said than done, but yeah. can, can you feel like you got to turn this thing into a playoff-looking team? Well, as I said earlier, as I said earlier, Kipper, there's there's different styles in the playoffs, right? Like sometimes you need you need certain things to get you to the playoffs and get you through the regular season, and then there might be things that you need to get through the playoffs. And, you know, those two players there, and, and and I know them well. Well, you know, we drafted Sam fourth overall, and we drafted Matthew sixth overall. Um, 
you know, you guys are familiar with our teams in Calgary. We felt that we could not just respond, but initiate physical challenge. And, and that's not that people sometimes take that and say, Oh, we're going back. This, 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 what that is, 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 and to me, you know, playing a heavier game and, 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 and competing heavier. Those are, that's puck battles. That's, that's winning space at the front of the net. That's, that's to me, as, as much as our game changes and, 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 and there's different and speed and skill are, are paramount in our game, you know, at this time of the year, I, st- I feel the two most important areas, um, and it has been for a long time, is, is at the front of both nets. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to get to mine. How am I going to keep you from it? I'm trying to get you to yours. How can you keep me from it? So those are things that, you know, we got to find and we got to look for ways that we can – we can augment our team. And, and sometimes that's, that's not necessarily just all of a sudden airlifting people in. It's getting people to adjust how they play, you know, getting, getting people to make sure that we're getting inside, making sure that, you know, our puck battles is, a, is, a, is an area that um, is of highest priority. It's how do, we, how do we check? We don't defend, we check. We're, you know, to me, there's a, there's a difference. You're on your toes, you're aggressive. But certainly at this time of year, um, you know, we know what it's like in the regular season. A guy may finish his check every, every you know, you play in 82 games, you're in back-to-backs, you're three and four. Um, there's no flybys in the playoffs. There's no, there's, there's no let-ups. And we've got to make sure that we've, we've got a roster that can handle whatever the game may present. Can you tell us how many years you signed for? And I'm only asking you because I want to keep Elliot Friedman from going through your garbage later tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to. That's the closest I've been to Elliot in a while. Jesus, it's frightening. Uh, you know, um, no, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep you guessing on that okay. one. Uh, I'm going to keep you guessing on that one, Tipper. But, all right. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we've been looked after. Brad, wish you all the best. Thank you for joining yeah. us. I appreciate it, guys. Good talking with you. Thanks so much, Brad. 18th general manager in Toronto Maple Leaf history, right there, Brad Tree Living. That was fun. That's fun. He uh, generous at this time. Listen, there. he's he told us twelve. He gave us fifteen. He's savvy. Yeah. Okay. But he said stuff in there. If uh, if I had to compare him to Kyle Dubis, I'd say that guy's street smart and Kyle's book smart. Sure, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, there was a lot of uh, yeah being careful, but intelligent ways of going about it, and so, some pretty well reasoned points. Anything stand out to you? Um, yeah, you know, and I, I asked him about, um, you know, where the team needs work or playing style priorities. He talked about being proactive and putting your game to your opponent, right? Not being responsive, but actually taking it to your opponent. I think that was a good one. And he did mention defense. Yeah. Is there some different things we can do with defense? And then he also mentioned getting people to adjust their games. So not just bringing in people who take the game to the opponent and saying, you know, Willie, can you do this all the time? Or squeeze you know, more. Mitch, can you, Austin, can you squeeze more? Yeah. And I think that's where, I think, honestly, I think Sheldon has a chance, at least without Kyle here now, to revisit a few things mm-hmm. and, you know, better clock management, better control of your D. So we don't see yeah. uh, the lily pad jumping up on a, a three-on-two and, and, end your and to end your season. Still okay, mad. let's not go back there. That? I'm still mad about that. Let's not go back there. All right, you're but right. You, this, but by the way. That's what, uh, uh, the adjustments. I did want to note the tree living at the end when he asked him about years said, but we've been looked after. That means he didn't sign a three-year deal. He's, He's here for four or. I, listen, there's no guarantees um, about anything. Yeah. And 
you can't tell me for one second that Brad Tree Living wouldn't have thought if if I come in with Brendan Shanahan and this time next year maybe they want to change Brendan Sh- Brendan Shanahan. Yeah. What what does that mean for me? All I'm saying is it ain't three right? because of what you're talking about. For sure. Yeah. So he's gonna be here for a bit. How he? It's funny because he's great, but we've often had Sheldon Keefe on this show uh, last year, not this year, of course. And but this year we had and we had Living on. There, I think they do teach it within Leafs PR for sure. Filibuster. The filibuster. They don't. They want to get the fewest amount of questions. They give you a block of minutes. You give me four questions. I'm talking for three each. Yeah. Said a lot but, of stuff. And even with Tavares when we had him on this year, remember? I wanted to know about his draft involvement, what's that going to look like. Yeah, that one, that to me is one that, I'm glad you brought that up because I had forgotten until right now. Him not being able to be at the table. At the table. Like, you know, in 2023, like we all have phones that can be connected. But like, don't you think it's still pretty impactful to have the general manager I think it's just optics that's all 100% optics it's just because he's going to tell them they're, they're going to talk about playing style and he's going to say to the staff here's what I'm prioritizing here's what I'm looking for so they've done their boards and they may have to do a little reorganization based on the new set of priorities yeah. given to them I'm sure they Kyle text messages don't they Kyle's in a similar situation in pit yeah but like I've never been to the draft you guys have covered drafts Kipper you've been at like, yeah Aren't there guys kind of walking around talking Constantly. to each other, making deals? Like, Constantly. And, and I don't think he's a, yeah. So he would not be allowed on the floor. Yeah, yeah. but he has a phone, guys. But if someone still, was a, you don't, don't run into a guy and make a blockbuster. I, oh, I wasn't going to trade well, him. But. I know it's like, well, you know, the way that he smiled at me, well, maybe I will trade back. <laughs> yes, you, you know, know. I, just, I don't. I feel like it is somewhat impactful. Listen, he's to gonna. Not be there. If there's anything, it's he'll, if he's sitting in the stands or a suite, they're going to be texting each other. But at least you don't have to optically be there staring at at Calgary or or Toronto in Kyle's case right at their yeah. face. Pridham's going to be wearing a Bluetooth speaker in his lanyard hooked up to tree living and be like, just talk to my <laughs> chest. Have clip speaker from a... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, talk at me. We got a few minutes here before we kind of wrap things up, but I, I want to follow up a little bit on, on Kyle Dubas and uh, and uh, his his new position with... Pittsburgh and Kipper, did you finish succession? I did, yeah. I know what happened for what it's worth. The the Penguins tweeted out a picture, a Photoshop of Tom Wamskans. Was that from the Penguins? Yes. I th- I saw it come across my feed. I didn't of, realize of it was Tom them. Wamskans. Yeah. Putting a, the sticker on Kyle Dubas's forehead, and if you watch the show at all. Greg the Egg is not somebody who you want to be. And they're kind of like comparing so, Dubis to Greg the Egg, who is like by far like one of the most loathable when characters. When did they send this the out? Rat. When Today. That, I missed two, it. At two, during our show, 218. I missed it. Like, so that's one, someone that doesn't really follow su- succession yeah, like, then I, to understand that, that, that cousin Greg is like the, the laughing stock one of, of the, the, the final, series. One of the final scenes in the show uh, – the, Are you gonna do the, this to the, people? The Swedish guy. Yeah. Are you gonna do no, no, this? No, no, no. The Swedish guy calls him Judas in one of the scenes. Like, hey, we got Judas over there. Like, he is a laughing stock of the show. And the Pittsburgh Penguins just compared their brand new president of hockey ops to him. It's a really weird thing to do. Anyways, there's no spoilers in that. So, <laughs> just to follow up on this this whole thing yeah. between the Leafs and Pittsburgh, 
I, I don't think anything's been put to bed moving forward here. I think there's going to still be a, a ripple effect. In terms, so I see it happening in terms of who's coming with me. Well, Dubas on the way out. That's right. F you, F you, F you. You're cool, and now you're a penguin. <laughs> you know, a hundred percent. Yeah, that they're behind the scenes right now, and I think Kyle today in his press conference said uh, no decision on his general manager. And that sounds like he's made one. He'll he'll take it down the road. Yeah, and. Whose contract expires on June 30th well, of the Leafs, do you no, think? No, I don't even think. That's not the way it always works. No. And I get it. Like, right now I'm thinking, okay, who is a, a Kyle Dubas general manager type now? Because he's he's driving, right? He's got that big steering wheel right, right. now. and it's, So Pridham would he, be that. He, he, that's my first thought. Yeah. Pridham. Yeah. And now he's under contract. I'm sure the Leafs don't want to let him go, but Usually, and I'm not privileged to know what his contract is, or I can just speak generally, when there is an opportunity to advance a position outside that there's sometimes clauses that says, if I get a general manager's job offer, uh, I get to explore it. Didn't you find it interesting in Tree's presser today how glowingly he spoke of of, um, Critham? Yeah. It's like, oh my! I, Which is great, but he used to be on but, the payroll basically for the Coyotes. Yeah. The amount I talked to him. But if if Kyle has a one point uh, five million dollar general manager job waiting for him, yeah. can the Leafs hold him back? Good question. And there's no there's no there's no growth, yeah, for Pridham, right? It's the exact same role. There's no there's no there's no. What do you mean? He's not. He's if, not, he, if he does go or if he doesn't? I'm, no, I'm saying in Toronto. Yeah. There's no growth yeah. to go. He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he would take it in a heartbeat. Right? And he would say to Brendan, how can I not go? That's Brendan, right. Brendan would be like, because you know why. Because we need you. That's, <laughs> that's, that's one we know of. How I'm telling that, that you. That to me is like letting them courteously do the draft. Because hey, Shanahan but, has said Wes Clark, and who's also a major Dubas guy. Major Dubas guy, Wes Clark. Mm-hmm. That guy's doing the draft. Yeah. And he is a major. One foot in Pittsburgh. Major. Uh, Dubis guy. Yeah. To the point where, you know, this is, I think this is the second time Wes Clark's come back to the Leafs. Well, it's the, he was with the Leafs when Dubis got hired or yes. something. Then Lamarillo fired him. Yes. He went away and then Dubis got the GM job and he brought him back yes. and made him the head yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because Lou didn't like Wes Clark at right. all. Uh, he, he told him not to go into the dressing room. Said that's right. offside. Yeah. He goes Which, in. Which by the way, director of scouting probably is. Don't need to be in there. Don't need to be in there. No. And he told him that. He went in there anyways. And Lou's like, okay, you're fired. (laughs) Ouch. But anyway, so yeah, there's that. And then there's potentially Pridham, who Shanahan has said, those are the two guys running the Leafs draft. But Shanahan did mention, I thought this was interesting, that he was like, "Uh, we have like a first, a fifth, and a sixth. (laughs) He was just like, whoa. So (laughs) we don't need a draft. there, there There might be 10 people, 12 people that are like really... Kyle Dubas guy still in that office. Now Brad goes in there yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like, um, uh, Hey everybody, I'm the new general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, I just quitting. Re- get in that no, 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 no. Uh, here, let me pass out uh, the Jonas uh, Siegel uh, uh, article in the athletic. I read last week where um, <laughs> you, you guys are, some of you guys are in mourning for those of you who are in mourning on Kyle Dubas's uh, uh, departure, can you raise your hand, please? <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, 
all the Kleenex boxes. Let's see which ones are empty here. <laughs> Check all right. out your let me let me see. Oh, you, you got boxes. you got no Kleenex in that box. Yeah, you're fired. And you're fired. And you're fired. Like I want you out of here. Yeah. Anybody mourning still? Get lost. The thing is, Scram, think- beat it. Well done. Agree. The thing is, you talk about priorities that, you know, getting to those people is like an August thing or like July. There's so many big things. Tree Living's job this summer is massive. Oh, and good luck buying a house in Toronto. But like, you know, the amount of things he has to do to get to the people you're talking about. It's time. He's going to live upstairs at one of the Boston pizzas. He'll be fine. <laughs> oh, God. We're doing that. Are we what? He's a respected hog. It's just a Boston pizza joke. I love, I mean, I don't think we should say, I love Boston pizza. I also Listen, love a big Boston a lot. pizza. If we see, no, right. in, in two or three weeks, if we see Austin Matthews on a Boston pizza commercial, oh. it's a good sign. <laughs> Would that be tampering? It's a really <laughs> good like, sign. Yeah, Austin signed for 6.5, but he's got a $90 million BP <laughs> we gave, we gave him, we gave him six BP franchises. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's, he's eating pizza for life. <laughs> he's slinging drafts out in Orangeville, Ontario yeah. at BP's. Uh, All right, Sammy, you got any playoff yeah, picks for us? Yeah, I got some playoff picks. We're still awaiting hockey to be played. So um, I was I went to Bet365 to check if they had the coaching stuff up, but the coaching stuff wasn't up yet. So they're probably waiting to see Tre Living, and then they're going to put it there. So they didn't have any odds on the, on the uh, coaching stuff. But I thought this was interesting because I have no idea which way to go here. Uh, the betting total for goals in the Stanley Cup final. So total goals throughout the whole thing, they're over and under is the same number at 32 and a half minus 115. So 32 and a half goals. How many goals do you think will be scored in the Stanley Cup final? Have you ever thought about something? Six like that? goals times six games is 36. So let's mm-hmm. say they play five. You're betting the under saying they're going to play oh. five games roughly. I got. Uh, I'll take the under forty. Forty. You think you think Aiden Hills uh, not going to shine against yeah. the Panthers? And well, I think. So you think I, you think both goals are going to take a crap? Uh, yeah, I think. Or I, the series I, goes I, long. One I, or the other. Ten days off. Yeah. Like goalie Bob was just. Bob might give up thirty-two zone. in game one. <laughs> I don't know Cinderella. You know, midnight maybe. But I, I don't see his play dropping significantly. But I see maybe a few more goals. That's like one of the viable scenarios to me is Bobrovsky's just like not, you know, got off his line at the foul mark and he's he's just going to give up a bunch Five, of three, one night, six, two. I don't know. I think the first game, there's like a four goal difference. Five, one, six, two. I just don't know which way yet. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, yeah, I got um, when will the series end? Numbers on that. Game four plus 475. Game five, 260. Game six plus one ninety one one ninety and game seven plus two oh five. I don't have bet, bet I hate betting game four. I, I, I have no idea what's gonna happen, but it's possible the Vegas just rolls them to me. Okay. So those are my two playoff picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds, fellas. And uh in the Sportsnet chat here on YouTube, uh the Sportsnet admin said they could do the marketing campaign called Austin Pizza. Oh, they already did that. That's the, they did that. They did that? There's a billboard that says Austin Pizza uh, going into round two. Oh. Yeah, it's done. They did oh. that. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, there you go. Here Way ahead of the game. All right, fellas. Okay, thanks for joining us, everybody, on our YouTube channel. And uh, if you get a chance, download us uh, uh, constantly when you can on iTunes and Spotify. We're back tomorrow. Regularly scheduled program. 
No baseball stopping us. Stay safe, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Real Kipper and Bourne.